0: welcome back everybody you guys are probably checking us out on itunes maybe you subscribe check us out on soundcloud throwing the links all over social media maybe you saw some of our facebook marketing that we've been doing before we get into this too far we got to talk about something that happened elliot oh let's talk about it i don't
1: like talking about things like this Pete, but that's fine man let's talk about what you got
0: sad thing happened about a month ago i dropped some ribs getting back on that (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm here laughing, man, yes, <laughs> getting back on the ribs, man, you can't let that go, you know what I'm saying, I mean, neither would his wife let that go, neither, if those, uh, if I, oh, I'm not going to give up the ghost yet, go ahead, talk about the story.
0: had some ribs fall off a plate, ruined some white carpet, it was a bad I situation. Point, okay. Who did I hit up? Hit up Jeremiah with 180 carpet cleaning. Yes, yes. So, Omaha, Nebraska, what you're going to want to do, if you need some carpets clean, don't go to Menards, Jack, Jack's one of our guests tonight. Jack, you ever we're gonna introduce him, but Jack, you ever clean some carpet? No, I'm an original carpet bagger. <laughs> you never you've never cleaned the carpet with some with the carpet oh, oh of course I have. How how fun is that?
2: I mean it's a really good time Yeah. So it's not
0: that fun. But if you if you don't want to clean the carpet for $30 more, you can get the $99 special from Jeremiah, 180 Carpet Cleaning. Hit him up, get on Google, get on your Yahoo search engine, get on Bing because some of you people probably use that because you didn't download anything better on your PC, so you're using Bing. And search 180 Carpet Cleaning Omaha. You're gonna see it come up. I would tell you their phone number right now, but you're not gonna get that because you have to put it in your phone. So hit them, press call, and hit Jeremiah up and tell him you heard from black guy and a white guy walking into the studio that you want the $99 special.
1: That's right, and two pieces of biscuit too while you're at it.
0: So, Elliot, man, what you got for me this week?
1: Same thing as always, fate. You know, uh, I'm still in the market for a new place and ironically enough, I got my good friend here from a long time ago and presently as well you know Jack we'll be talking to him in a second uh, as far as real estate's concerned but you know obviously you know I'm pretty well-to-do I'm pretty high society you know that Jack right you see my pinto it's pretty dope man it's got rims on it low out it's Got the Mercedes in yeah those yeah, Dayton 100 Dayton 100s on it. exactly man but you know for what I'm looking for a quality contractor to help me you know build my dream home you know I, I go to my good friend Jeff Gearing with mercury builders and contractors uh, he is the owner he is a man him and and his crew uh, have just worked on some villas out west uh, on the, uh, excuse me, the Castle Creek area. Uh, So definitely check him out there. Mercury Builders, Jeff Gearing, tell him that Elliot and Pate sent you his way from the black guy and the white guy walking through the studio show. He'll definitely hook you guys up because he knows us and if he likes us, he's gonna like you as well. www.mercurycontractors.com system Activate. have you heard the joke about the one time a black guy
3: and a white guy walked into the studio and made a podcast Ooh. the podcast of omaha nebraska with hosts elliot w harris and pete smith this, this is a black guy and a white guy walked into the studio
0: system activated You're with us again. I had a black guy and a white guy walked into the studio and man, we have some guests for you this week. I'm going to let my man Elliot because he knows these people better than I do. Love Jack Harvey, but Elliot's going to get into Jack. And we're going to tell the other guests. What's that, was it Ari? Keanu. 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 <laughs> Keanu. So here we go. Elliot, tell us about these people because I'm dying to know.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, we're going to start across the table first. Uh, as always, you know, the black guy and the white guy, God stay classy. Always keep some really high-valued individuals in our circle all the time. So I want to talk about Keani first and foremost. She's an intern, a beautiful intern with us here at uh, Make Believe Recordings. Uh, as we are recording in Make Believe Studios at this time frame. Really not too much to say about her that you will not find out throughout this podcast. The girl is uh, smart, intelligent. Can I say those two things together? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, cool. Smart and intelligent. Uh, And obviously, she's definitely beautiful. Uh, Are you available? Uh,
3: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> alright because okay, you know
1: I got a walk in the shower it's about to be oh, oh, good so so <laughs> segue points that's what you got to do but yeah for sure all those glamorous things I just said about you uh, you're just completely awesome you're doing some great work uh, with us here at uh, Make Believe Recordings uh, definitely heading up uh, some projects that we have coming out here soon La Maga check for that coming out very soon folks yes. uh, especially same thing to denotated with the uh, hip hop group both and then Sam Mayer's and Love Affair so I won't speak too much on that point but this is something she does on the side and what mm-hmm. else do you do during the day
4: i i am a leasing consultant for a local management company called broadmoor okay awesome,
1: awesome. You yeah. with the broadmoor uh apartments is that correct yep yep or they, just what, what else do they own
4: so they own different townhomes and apartment communities throughout um council bluffs area des moines they kind of run the run the game I would and they're gonna say. be having
2: a big pool party this saturday
4: a lot. We're known for our parties. <laughs> awesome,
0: awesome. And then talk about, so talk of, I feel like Jack Harvey. If there's a pool party around, Jack he knows Harvey, it. Knows about <laughs> it. he knows
1: about it. Yeah, Jack Harvey stays in tune to the streets here in the OMA for sure. And I guess we already talked about him. We already mentioned his name. So there's no further, with no further ado, uh, let's go ahead and talk to the man himself, Jack Harvey. How you doing, brother man?
2: Man, I'm doing well. I'm I'm really glad to be down here today. Thank you for inviting me, man. Yeah, man. Thanks
1: for coming to the hot box right now, man. We forgot to tell you oh, to wear shorts and stuff like that. There uh, there yeah, we're about to turn this party. <laughs> <laughs> all up in here, man. Jack, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing lately, my friend. Oh,
2: lately, uh, I just moved into real estate, and Omaha is just a hot market, so it's just been crazy busy. Um, this year, I've sold homes from 33000 to $600,000, uh, beachfront, lake homes. I mean, it's it's awesome. You have no idea that we have these awesome houses here in Omaha. I've seen so. some of your postings out there on Facebook,
1: man. Man,
0: nobody, uh, nobody hits up the... Uh Social media, like my man Jack Harvey. I refer clients to his page all the time. I'm like, Leah, this is what you're competing with. You guys may have more listings, but dude, this dude is straight up killing the social media game.
1: Yeah, but he did, and see, he's, he's, he's been quiet about where he's come from, you know, through the past. I mean, this man has a really great sense of marketing, uh, and his social media presence is crazy just because of some of his uh design that he did prior to this. Worked with Jack Jack Harvey in his uh past business, like okay, If I can mention that, that's right, yeah. Talk about that a little bit, sir. I used to own the Omaha
2: Design Group, which was an ad- advertising uh agency downtown here. We had a uh, 4,000 square foot uh, art gallery downstairs we threw big parties. it was a spot that's how we um, all so that's how we all met, we all met yeah. the first time that's, yep, that's part yeah um, so we threw a few different uh, parties down there supporting the make-believe artists um, always you know those guys are killing it um, Gerard yep Gerard Pafang associated with him I definitely helped him with a little marketing and uh, just just kind of helping out Omaha in general I really like to see the city grow the city has a lot to it A lot of people don't seem to realize it until they come here, and then they don't want to leave. And It's not that surprising, I'll tell you what. That's what's up. I mean, that's one of the
0: reasons we started this podcast. We talk about it on the first podcast we talk about it among a few others was we were like man Omaha doesn't have a legit podcast and we have the ability to do it in the marketing let's go ahead and put this out there and let you know the nation know what's out there and let Omaha know what it has you know for you know Elliot and I neither one of us are really from here and both absolutely love this city and put down roots and now I'm looking at you know investment properties because I'm like man this is a great city we're going to talk about that later I mean think real estate houses and available properties are at an all-time low because so many people want to move here, right? That is that is completely correct.
2: Not only that, but we're seeing in the apartments as well in the rent game that they're all full. We've got waiting lists across the board in Omaha. I mean, I mean Omaha is the place to be right now. It's a hot city.
0: That's why I'm, you know, looking at buying investment properties because it's like, hey, you know, everything is rented up. Why would I not want to purchase some multiple fam- family type stuff? Well, I'll tell you what, half my
2: job as a real estate agent right now is just finding people that are willing to sell their home. I'm working with 20 or 30 buyers right now that just cannot find anything.
0: Let's talk about that because I'm really interested how, you know, when you're in a market like ours is here in Omaha right now, you know, and you're a creative guy, that's why I said, dude, we got to get Jack in here because I'm loving your social media posts. I'm loving, you know, how hard you're hitting the real estate game right now. And I know for a man like yourself, you don't take normal goals. You set pretty outstanding goals for yourself. Um, how do you creatively find people that will sell your home? So when you have 30 buyers that you're making 30% of those happy because you're not going to be able to, you know, sell homes to them all because the yeah, inventory is not there. The inventory
2: is super low, you know. And we, we keep thinking that inventory is going to go up. Uh, when school got out, we thought a lot of people were going to want to start making a move, and that's just not what happened. You know, we had a few more houses come on the market, but not quite enough. So what happened with why we have so many buyers now And people think that we might be heading towards a bubble, which we're not. I will say that the reason that people think we're heading there is because we're having so many approved buyers. But the difference between now and in the past was before you didn't have to have the job history. You just had to have the credit score. So basically you could break out of college or break out of high school, get your credit score up and buy a house with no real way to pay for it. Right. Right. Well, nowadays it's completely different. They lowered the credit score, understanding that the credit game was fucked up. Let's just be frank about it. Um, It was messed up, you know. It wasn't helping people who were spending money and being responsible. It was only helping people who knew how to work their credit. So nowadays, they lowered the credit score, okay, for the minimum to buy a house, and then they upped the job history. So what you have now is a lot more consistent folks who are getting paid buying homes that can actually handle the mortgages. So we're not heading towards a bubble by any means. We're just getting a lot smarter about how we do things.
1: Awesome. What's that What's that? Uh, that rate, what's that lower score that you would have to have in order to purchase a home? I the guess. minimum score to purchase a home right now is 580, 580. And that will get you qualified for an FHA loan. Boom, me, me, girl. We're going to get it. High five top. <laughs> Bam. Uh,
0: <and> well, F- <laughs> FHA um, on investment properties, what, it's like 20%? And um, you can still get PMI on FHA, right?
2: Yeah, you still get PMI, and it, it really comes down to how, what your down payment is, mm-hmm. you know. And so if you're putting, the lowest you can put down right now is 3%. Right. Okay? And uh, a lot of people would be surprised that with $25,000 a year, $30,000 a year, you can actually qualify to buy a pretty decent home, you know, and, you, and you're putting very little down. The problem is with the market the way that it is right now, if you're putting an FHA contract against a conventional contract, you're most likely going to lose, you know. Um, an FHA buyer isn't as strong as a conventional buyer because conventional starts at 5%. So they know automatically that this person has saved up a little bit more money and they're a little bit more prepared to buy the home, you know, but that, that's not to say that you won't get a home. There are
0: homes available. So let's talk about an ideal scenario because I mean, personally, I waited till I was, you know, had two kids on the way, but, and you know kind of spent some time I mean we look for two years I'll tell you you know talk about low inventory we were going twice to make an offer as we were driving got text and said Oh, home sold in 40 minutes
2: yeah yeah I've, I've literally been showing clients homes as I'm walking in the home I get a call from the realtor saying it just sold and so, that's what that's what we're, that's, what we're dealing with
0: so what do you suggest um you know Jack What you told us the minimum I want to hear and you know we're getting a little bit dirty on real estate but I mean I, I know super nerdy but I mean I tell you like as a, you know, I'm a little bit nerdy myself, and I like to be as informed, particularly making those type of purchases. Debatably, the biggest mm-hmm. purchase, unless you're buying um, a company or an investment property, or a or... nice yacht like
1: Elliot. Oh that's yeah, right, that's right. Yeah, thank, thank you for ruining my sweaty mm-hmm. back. Um,
0: so, you know, what's the ideal? What, what's the ideal <laughs> scenario? What do you like clients to come with? What percentage? 20, obviously, Well, I mean, the smartest,
2: the smartest thing a client can do is come prepared. And that's going to mean having your 20% down payment ready to go. You're going to have a lower monthly payment because you're not going to be paying PMI, which is private mortgage insurance. Um, and that's, I mean, honestly, when you're talking about a $1,000 loan, you're looking at a difference of about $50. But right. when you take that $50 and you spread it out 12 months, 5 years, 30 years, you know, most people on average on a home at a minimum of 7 years. So you gotta think about that, you know, and that stuff does add up. For and sure. when you put that 20% equity in, now you have equity in the home too. So when you go to upgrade your house, you're gonna be able to upgrade and have your down payment already taken care of. The smartest thing you can do right now in this game, and I hate to toot my own horn or toot another agent's horn, is work with a real estate agent. Cause you can look at Zillow, but by the time that house gets to Zillow, it's already been sold. Oh yeah. So the, the best thing you can do is find an agent who is watching the market every single day. Working with one of these part-time agents is not going to get you there. They're not watching the market every day. The difference between me and some of the other agents out there is as soon as a house hits the market, I've got it all set up so that it hits my email. I'm watching it every hour. I'm watching that email. If something hits it that I know my clients like, we're going to look at it right away. We're putting that offer in that day. We got the pre-approval in place. We got the money in place. You know what I mean? So I've, I've even been able to take houses, Off the market in multiple offer situations below list price so you need to be working with somebody who's smart at the end of the day an agent wants you to pay as much as you can for a house because that's what their commission is based on so you got to find somebody who's really got your back because there are opportunities to buy a house at less than list price and sweeten your deal over someone else's deal but they got to be willing to work for you and break their back for you
0: you know this market is hard to run under list price particularly once you start getting in the two three four hundred thousand dollar homes because the inventory really goes down right well and i I would say it's almost a
2: little bit opposite of that anything under two hundred thousand, you are going to be looking at about list price or slightly over because that's what the homes that most people can afford when you start going over the two three hundred range you have less competition there's not that many people that can afford those homes you know what i mean um so you're really your competition then becomes people who are Whose gross income is over sixty to seventy five thousand? Right. Those are the people who can afford those homes. Whereas most people in America, their income is not quite that high, which is totally fine. You're going to get a great house, but you're going to be competing with a lot larger pool.
0: Oh, I was uh, told by a real estate agent recently that that's the area that they were having trouble with was the two to like four hundred plus because of you know he said we might only see two stay on the market for more than a day a month.
2: Well, and so. The, the thing is with the two to 400 range, like I said, there's not that many people qualifying for it. It's not going to be as hot of a market, but if the house is pretty, if, if the house is really good, there's a lot of people that are just way overpriced in their house. Oh really? Yeah. And so if the house is nice and in that range, you got a lot of people that are trying to jump on it. So I, I understand where he's coming from because there's a lot of people that are trying to sell their $180,000 house for 240 and get a ridiculous price. you know, And these we're fighting appraisals right now. That's another thing, because it's one thing to list the house too high. Have ten people ready to buy it, but not one of their mortgage officers, one of their loan officers, agree. Right when they bring the appraiser out, agree that that is worth that price, because they don't care. Right. Yeah. So
0: one of my issues with Nebraska is the entire appraisal slash property tax issue. Yeah. Because we're talking. I mean, I spend probably two thirds of the amount I spend you know, in my mortgage monthly goes to property tax. So, you know, are we like the third high state?
2: Uh, we are actually the number one highest uh, here in Omaha. Oh, wow. Good. We we, yep.
1: sh- we shot up. That's good stuff. Hey, yep. proud City wise. <laughs> City wise. Yeah, City wise. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So
0: yep. <clears throat> well, we have sat here and just, what's up, Elliot? No, go ahead. Yeah, we're killing our intern. Already. Oh, I know. No, you're totally <laughs> so she's, like, she's over picking at her camera. Yeah, yeah. Hour. yeah. You guys are nerds. Screw she's you
1: like, oh guys. <laughs> <goodness. I'm> just... <laughs> they make me so like yeah. not into them right now. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh... How can you know our listeners get a hold of you, regardless if they're here in the state or outside of the state? Because we do have a, a lot of folks that are tuning in to us from actually across the country, if not across the world.
0: Second listener of the podcast from Saudi Arabia, shout Boom. out. Boom, we saw yeah, that so on definitely, our you know, if they
1: want to come from here, if Saudi Arabia you know, want to, wants to come here, you know, how do they get a hold of you, Jack?
2: Well, you can visit my website, jackharveyhomes.com. Okay. Or the other way is that you can call my cell phone directly, which is 402-681-1716. And I'm always available. I love my job. I honestly take calls till 1 in the morning. My latest showing I've ever done was at 1130 at night. Wow. So th- there's nothing surprising to me. If we need a house, we're going to get that
4: house. And I'm going to work my house It's the Kanye West. It. Of um, real estate, <laughs> oh, Kanye gets a lot of plays. Well, lot of him, yeah, yeah. We, we
1: kind of like you, Conway, Kanye man. So if you can support our show, that'd be awesome. If you can like, we're gonna start dropping your songs on the show too, for sure, man. You know, we've really been listening to those a lot lately.
0: We'll have uh, to edit that out on iTunes. You know, they watch that. And they do watch it. Okay? No, <laughs> we're, not,
1: we're not gonna play that. All right, well, we're not gonna play this shit. But uh, hit us up, man, for sure. We would love to get those plugs. Yeah, so we don't outcast everybody in here. You know, me and Keanu you know, because we're like totally like. Entertainment nerds here, and you guys are talking mm-hmm. about real estate and money, uh, which we do have a lot of. But we just spend it in different ways, isn't that right, girlfriend?
4: That's so true.
1: Awesome, awesome. I mean, what do you think about this whole market as it is now, as far as housing is concerned? Because I mean, you do work in the business as well, not as he does as a real estate agent, mm-hmm. but you know, what's your key role at your job?
4: <clears throat> um, I'm a leasing consultant, mm-hmm. so that pretty much means I'm in charge of a few things, but my um, foremost job i would say is to to keep our availability looking clean and cut we're currently um at a 99 percent occupancy rate
1: awesome yeah. awesome yeah
4: so i i feel like i'm doing pretty good yeah
1: and you just work in the exarbon area or, yeah or, okay. i work
4: at um broadmoor at exarbon village okay and um we've won best in omaha three years in a row
0: Watch out. um
4: yeah if you wanna it, it's an amazing place it's not only paying for for the um for the apartment itself, but I feel like we we stand apart from a lot of different apartment communities. So
0: why is that? Yeah. What do you guys do?
4: Um, we we have a ton of different amenities. We have like movie theater and business centers, clubhouse, pools. pools. Yeah, yeah, we have multiple pools. Oh, we yeah. um, are literally yeah pool parties. I tell you what, I've been yeah. kicked out
2: of one or two. But I'm, <laughs> one and I'm not scared to admit it. You've been
4: kicked out. That's oh, yeah. very very surprising oh, yeah. wow. because I'm I've seen some crazy stuff at some. I'll tell you parties. this right now. When I chill
0: with Jack Harvey, and it's in a non-business situation,
1: <laughs> do tell, do tell. It, it's
0: it's a pretty good time. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we randomly run into each other at like get-togethers, and it's always a good time. Yeah, I believe so. One time, oh shit, I no, nah, not. Nah, this is about <laughs> mutual f- friend of ours. I remember uh, we were on a boat. On a boat. I look over, me and Jack are having a great Mom grinned. if
2: you're listening, this is when you stop listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mama listens to every single one of these. Shout so. out to Mrs. Harvey, man. Oh, yeah. But I was like, Oh man, we're we're heading for that bridge. I think we ended up hitting the bridge. Yeah, yeah
2: I think so. I recall that.
0: Yeah. One oh. of the, the best weekends ever. That was a solid, solid Actually, I'm, I'm
2: pretty sure I met you on that boat. No, no we you, met
0: at your party. At the party. Oh, okay. Did I
1: introduce you guys? Party? Yeah, we had that hot wife. Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 she's got twins yeah. down. Yeah, Peyton definitely has a hot wife. Yeah. Yeah. See, I told you, I you, dude.
0: Every episode.
1: I told you, dude. Every hey. episode. Hey. I'm always listening to every time. There's nothing
2: wrong with that, Peyton. I know. That was purposeful. You eyeballing me so hard Right now. <laughs> here, here you go. here's a funny story about pate's hot wife <laughs> nothing offensive she's a mother fine lady yes very fine so <laughs> i'm rolling out to the lake i get a call from my buddy he says oh my god you have got to see this girl that's out here right now it's the southern couple i go is the husband's name pate and they go yeah
0: how'd you know <laughs> and i was like cuz that's the hottest southern couple in Omaha." that's right that's right appreciate that yeah people it's hard to deal. I'm like man why do you work out so hard all the time I'm like bro do you see what I have to stand next to oh yeah are you kidding me yes. you can't come slouching with that you look yeah. like a bridge troll <laughs> next to her all the time so that's awesome a bridge troll, bridge troll. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> you get three tries which is my name so <laughs> how do you because I mean I want to get back and Keanu like I'd love to hear you know how you guys do it How do you decide, because, I mean, you crush your social media with your listings. Like, do you make sales off of either one of you? You know, are are you making sales using social media? And then how are you doing it? Because I know we have listeners who are in that game, both real estate and digital marketing. And I want to hear how you guys do it, because that would bring value, I think, to them. You're someone that's definitely on top of his game. And Keanu, I know you guys probably get on the Facebook game pretty strong in leasing.
4: I think our Facebook is more so at least in the apartment culture, our Facebook is more so to keep um, current residents updated for stuff going on. We do get a few inquiries inquiries through social media, but um, I would definitely say I think social media plays a bigger part in the real estate, like actually buying homes. Um, as far as as far as apartment complexes, I'm not so sure. Sales, yeah. that sales goes.
2: more than leasing. Yeah, I would probably agree with that too. You know, and the thing is with with the real estate and my marketing background, I've studied what times of day get the most hits. You know what I mean? Like I, I hate to say it, but that's really what it comes down to. You got to really understand people when it comes to social media. People think it's all about this look or that thing or this thing, and it's not. It's it's a combination of everything. But really, what it is is knowing when the most people are online at the right time, writing the right things that get shared, not wasting people's time. You need to be passionate, not just posting everything you see and every little thing, this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? If you're out there to help people, people see it.
0: So you I know? personally like Facebook for um, like calls to action and shares. I like then using my Instagram for more like day-to-day types. Well, excuse me. I use my Snapchat for more day-to-day type stuff. YouTube for pulling people that I randomly wouldn't get. So that's not gonna be like my target, you know, my hot market. Driving those individuals into um, my Instagram, my Facebook, then my Snapchat. If I can get a random person that is somewhat interested in purchasing onto my Snapchat and I beat them day to day to day with, you know, the day in the life type stuff, me going to see different talks, speaking engagements, they're going to hop on because they're going to be more familiar with me than they are like the random coach who's like 55 that they're going to get from downtown. Yeah, they
2: can't relate to. And, and that's, and it's true. How many touches can you make? And it's Amen. Same, and a lot of people don't realize that. So a touch is a communication with a potential client, right? You don't want to just say, Hey, Check out all this information right here. You want to be able to provide them with a link that's going to bring them to your website, give them a chance to log in, or give them a chance to interact with you more importantly. And And it has to be digestible. It can't be. It's got to be quick. You know what I mean? Um, People's attention span isn't like it used to be. And it's not their fault, really. It's how much shit is getting posted out there. That's right. How many salads do I need to look at to get to something I want to see? I'm like, your salad's beautiful. I saw it last week. Thank you. Unfollow. You know what I mean?
0: I I kind of feel Instagram marketing has gotten like that because everybody on Instagram marketing now um, is using sex so hard to sell. It's like, I'm selling this product. Here's a girl on a thong. Yeah. And I mean, like... Well, post after post after post I after mean, post, no, I'm not feeling it. Don't Kate. I, I, mean, I
4: saw you liking all those photos the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Just but kidding. I mean,
1: that. I agree though. I mean, there's there's a market to be said about you know how they intertwine you know sex wow. and, uh, on the IG and on the Facebook. I mean, Fellas, you, this is nothing new
2: though. I mean, you no, look back to not. the 1960s, you look back to any time, any time in the in the past of the world, and right. you're gonna see a woman being placed next to something that they're trying to sell. Cigarettes. I mean, I mean, a woman is the giver of life, right? And so their voluptuous features that should give life. Alcohol. Okay. Are associated with a product that you should have in order to continue mankind, right? I don't, so car. here's what you got to realize, though, about this. Everybody likes looking at women. Yes. It's what sucks.
0: I, yes. I don't know if it's as effective as it used to be. How you, uh, elaborate on that, please. Because I mean, I'll tell you right now. So one thing I follow a lot <laughs> of on Instagram are uh, women's swimsuit companies. Because Mary Catherine and I in the past have looked at like owning. <laughs> I'm pretty serious. sure you just <laughs> <swim> <laughs> on you hold on. No, nah, wait. I'll nah, <laughs> explain. Okay, okay. Have like looked in the past at owning types of companies because the margins are so high, and then to keep inventory, the space is so low. So you can basically have right. an entire. Like line for a global uh, launch, you know, and have all the inventory in um, Rubbermaid t- totes that fit under your beds at your house, and then as they're sold out, you you know distribute them like that, and so that's very appealing because it's like super small inventory. Yeah, your sales per square inch, yeah, is it's huge, huge, and yeah. then your markups completely huge. Um, I mean, you can literally in contact companies in Indonesia that. You know, you can purchase swimsuits for like 15 cents a unit, sell them for 70 dollars a unit. I mean, what type of markup is that? You're talking about a ten thousand dollar initial investment, including your website, and then with got like a hundred thousand dollars in inventory, um, it's selling at retail. So let's say you sell up. of that at a discount. I mean, God, you're still crushing. To me, it doesn't, the whole Instagram, like, oh, check out this hot girl is so played out now. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's doing it. Every fitness company is doing it. Like, I don't (laughs) care, you know, like, oh, cool. Look at your glutes. I don't care. Like it's watered down. They've completely watered down the sex sales market. And I think it's because of Instagram. And
1: I and I agree. It's diluted. And it's just something that's passe. You already expect sex to sell. It sells almost to the kids' cartoons if your kids are watching, you know, on Saturday or even freaking uh, on the weekday, you know? I mean, I mean, how do you feel about this, Keanu?
4: I don't know if it would be something more because you're seeing the exact same type of sex selling, you're seeing the same body, you're seeing the same type of woman, or... If you can just chalk it down to maybe you personally not not viewing it as something that sells anymore. Um, as a society, I think that nowadays we've become more, we've become more sexual beings with human tendencies instead of humans with sexual tendencies. Okay. So I mean, what what you talk about every day, what you see every day, if you bump into a girl or view her a certain way, I mean, I've gotten the biggest flack in the world for posting a picture of my back. And simply because I'm a woman that's sexualized, you know, know, anything that's to anything that anything that a woman does that, you know, if a guy did, that wouldn't be looked at the same. Mm -hmm. And it's because of, you know, back in the 50s or back in the 1800s or back since the start of man, women have been viewed as kind of like the... The pretty little, you know, silhouette next to them. It's yeah. it's never Almost been like an object. Yeah, exactly well, yeah, exactly an object. Right, it's that's... it's very much a trophy instead of a, a human being. And I think people do get tired of seeing <clears throat> trophies and you're seeing more um, more prominent figures in today's society as women stepping up in, in different cultures or, you know, being smart when oh, you look like at neurosurgeons the and The newest Miss stuff. USA. Mm-hmm, you know, exactly being a you know? Yeah. That's and that, that does
2: make her more interesting.
0: Nobody wants to
2: see another princess. Yeah. Nobody you cares.
0: Could. You and I had like a really awesome talk at Charleston's one time over lunch. Yes, we did. Jack and I both have had pretty, I'll say like good success, success with ladies in the past. And what I like about Jack is when we talked about this, like most of the time when, especially if I'm dealing with my dating clients, you know, they may have not in the past. I'm not his dating client. No, not at all. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. clear that out? Jack could probably... T- jack could definitely teach a class
2: particularly yes, in omaha yeah. I mean I, I don't know if I can I'm back to being single again oh just yes. for all the listeners so oh no. yeah I just yes. have a feel
0: I have a feeling that your sing single may be defined slightly different than some most <laughs> of our <laughs> listeners mom but, stop it <laughs> <No>, but, <laughs> but um that being said um, you know what i Gain from you, and I was like, man, Jack completely understands. Is that I feel like when guys, when we start dating or start paying attention to women for who they are, and we're talking about, you know, like, hey, just have them talk to us. That's the biggest, you know, trick to how to basically show value to that girl. Stop impressing them. Just listen. Just listen. That's what they want. Show them that you are interested in them, not that they are going to be um, this object. And I mean, how do you feel about that statement?
4: I think um
0: <laughs> Got you off a guard, that? right? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> um I
0: She's like I wasn't
1: listening. I was
4: playing <laughs> I'm like, I yeah, 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 nice. Hey, cool out without um, that, girl.
1: Cool out. I've
4: no, I've definitely <laughs> when it comes to dating and stuff, I feel like I'm a little bit Different. I've actually never had a boyfriend. Never been on an actual date. Get out. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, He's a damn lie. No, I'm 100 percent serious. In right. high school, I was very like alternative to everything. I was She's like, just had a lot of
3: pet and
1: dogs. Still <laughs> <all kind> of, <laughs> a lot of encounters. No,
3: yeah, That's... I I
4: have had. I've had. You know, my encounters. But you and... never had
1: actually somebody that you were. Uh, what's the word we're using? Monogamous here with? For. A, um, I have. Time?
4: You know, I'm okay. a, I'm a very. I don't know. I've always been. The person who's like, I don't need somebody to define me, and okay. I have, I feel like a lot of that stuff distracts, me. and for some people, it completely works, I have a very addictive a persona- personality, so as? I feel, it, when it comes to anything, And when I focus on something, I'm focused on that something, so and... So you
1: killed all the men you were with. No,
4: <laughs> no, I, I can say I'm a little jaded by oh. love as well, so I mean, not that I've ever... Genuinely gotten into something. But I have had some serious situations in where um, I was, you know, very involved with a guy, and um, you know, it, there was just a a lack of reciprocation. And well, I don't know. I don't know how I would say it because so, I mean, it was just it was just a weird situation where we both felt the same way, but. I was putting in more energy than he was. Why
1: was that? Why was he not putting in the extra energy?
4: Probably because he was just an asshole. No, (laughs) I mean, but don't you
1: girls like that?
4: Um, no, not at all. Um, Let her
1: answer that. Let her. So I do not.
4: I don't know. I think the thing. I think the thing specifically with this guy was, I was. He wanted something completely different than what I was. I met him in church. Meet a church guy. Walk away. Don't do it um it's i'm just kidding maybe it works for some people but he was very much like looking for quiet uh, church okay. oh,
2: So he, like, he wasn't your traditional church freak yeah oh no he was a
3: total he was a total.
2: not worry grandma i'll be there on sunday that's the thing
4: he was a total like completely different person outside and everybody like worshipped at his altar inside um you know, the four walls and he's completely different outside of that. So I don't know. I think, I think after having that situation, that was like my most serious situation where of course, as a woman, I feel like I emotionally get more involved than, um, first before, before stepping anything. Plus I'm a very like, yo, you need to get your shit together before we do any of this stuff. Um, my f- I'm very involved with my family like there's a lot of stuff that goes into this I'm not a very casual dater or I don't like to play games. I would say no, so. You Define know,
0: that what are games?
4: Yeah, you know like before I would ever date somebody. I would obviously like to know who they are most people um, most people consider the dating aspect. And of course, in some aspects, I do think that dating is getting to know know somebody. But before I go out, you know, alone at night with some, you know, weirdo or whatever before, like, I feel like, yeah, yeah. And I've had a situation where I like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm just going to go and hang out with this guy. And it was completely, I was under the impression there were going to be like other people there. We're going out to see a movie. And it was like, at his house and it was grimy. And he was like, "All touching me weird," and I was like, "Dude." He was
2: like, hey, baby." Yeah, Net- it was like weird. Netflix and, his- and chill. I wore yeah. my basketball oh, shorts.
4: Oh shit, man! He was—he literally. That's sweat. not
2: a hot dog in my pocket. Oh,
4: sick! He was wearing some fucking high water and party. No, the man. It was—he was wearing some Ed Hardy high water sweatpants, and oh. I literally was there for two minutes, and yeah. I was uh, like, and that's mm, the problem sorry,
2: when you get I- I- to a wedding—you have
4: no idea." What no, it was not I- a wedding. He's
2: like, like "Don't worry about it, baby. I can rent that suit again."
4: Go out. Oh, shit. No. nice i think oh, i think man. i'm a very passionate person and i get very <laughs> involved and i'm a very loyal person as well so i just haven't i just don't think i've like encountered the person who can reciprocate that on the same level and also respect my own passions and goals that i have for myself i've never really met somebody um who you know is like that and that's totally fine i'm just also a little bit jaded i'm like Love is dead. (laughs) Not really. Not really. I was like that for a while, though. Um, And I think, I don't know. I think that that. I think everybody can goes through that point. But right now, I'm all about goals and doing shit. Not that I don't get. What are your goals then? Because
0: I'm into that. Let's hear that.
4: Goals. Okay. Um. So I I am an aspiring artist. I sing and rap and do free verse and stuff, um, as well as like a lot of other creative stuff. So. Um, getting involved with, like, the make-believe guys has been really awesome and, and really helpful um, on a number of levels. Learning a ton and um, being around like-minded creative people has been...
0: So if Elliot spits a beat right now, yeah. can you give us, can she give us a verse?
4: A verse! Um, you know, I'm not I'm not too into freestyling, which I know is very, very, very... Um, um, taboo to say in, mm. in the rap industry. I, it's
1: the first, I, it's the first I heard of this, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Oh my goodness, did we not if check I'm some the resume before we got you No, 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 no. If, <laughs>
4: if I'm in a comfortable atmosphere, then maybe, you know, it's a little bit easier, but I like to be very, very intentional about what I put out. So freestyling to me sometimes, unless it's joking around, I think freestyling is something that needs to be taken very seriously because that's how people start off their careers. That's how what people are known for. And to me, like coming into it, not you know just like as a joking thing, unless it's a joking atmosphere. I don't know. I just I just don't find myself uh, freestyling too you often. You
1: passed on that just because you yeah. were like, <laughs> you were very articulate about you know why it's like yeah. not appropriate. No. Yeah. So that yeah. Was, I just
4: don't think. I think I'm to some people it's too important. And and for me not to. I don't know. I think. Coming into someplace unknown and being like, yeah, I'm a freestyle and right. putting out some shitty joking stuff. And you don't, that's, that's, I think that's kind of disrespectful unless you're in an atmosphere, which deems it appropriate. Right. Then I think leaving freestyling, serious freestyling to like the, the professionals is, is a good thing. But I err more on the side of like, um, very serious writing. So I like to be very intentional about what I put out. Um, I, I like to conceptualize visions for, you know, what what I want people to perceive a certain project or a certain sound as. Um, so I like to build very vivid sort of dreamscapes and different levels of that vision. So when you hear something, it's not only affecting you in the sound of like, oh yeah, this is cool, but I want it. I want you to like plot on that afterwards. I want you to walk away and not just think, oh yeah, that was catchy, but like, so you wouldn't so listen like, to your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. So when so
0: when you listen to Drake and he's like shout out to Tiffany's Tiffany, like that just that you're like I would never I would never include that in my rhymes.
4: No, no, I actually have no. I love Drake. I, I and there's a lot of different artists that um, throw some shade, throw some mad shade. You know there are people that I don't like, but I try my best to. um, understand everybody else's so who do you
0: not who do you like and who do you like who are you what what are you listening to right now
4: who am i listening to right now um asap ferg's new album is pretty hot there are a lot of different i listen to a lot of like UK-based artists as okay. well. I think their scene's pretty So you do grimes good. and all that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I think grimes is grimes is pretty. She's going to be at Maha Music Festival. Also, shout out Broadmoor as a sponsor of that. Oh, snap. <laughs> good one. Good
1: one. Good one. Um.
4: Yeah. So I I think she's I think she's great, especially as a woman in the music industry because you don't see especially. Um, you know, women, women artists doing what she's doing. So, so I think would, that's cool. Would you
0: say that that's someone who inspires you and want, you know, when, when, when you need inspiration to create is, do you listen to her or how, what is the No, process? no, I actually
4: don't listen to Grimes all that much. I, I know who she is. Um, and I respect her, but I draw a lot of my inspiration from like old fifties, sixties, jazzy type music. Um, you know, early nineties,
0: early nineties, what? Early, well, early nineties
4: rap? rap, but I, I listen to like I listen to everything from, um, you know, from hardcore hip hop to Bach to movie scores. Um, I love instrumentals. I love weird shit. I definitely, yeah, I listen, I listen to Korean music as well. I speak Korean. Yeah, so I listen I to a lot, a lot of like... K-pop in my time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my buddy Cameron. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, I like the Korean indie scene. The Korean indie scene is very, very... Um, and probably the reason why you're hearing so much about K-pop or however you've heard it. They've, they've got a lot of really cool stuff, weird shit going for them. I oh, mean, yeah. um, I think it works for them. They, they've got a lot of um, creativity. And I like to say that I follow the creativity, man.
0: Nice. Speaking of inspiration, like, I mean, that's just, we, you, you and I actually haven't talked about that. I mean, what is, when you need to be inspired, who are you listening to, Elliot?
1: Oh, wow. I'm digging in the crates. uh, Keith doesn't like it when uh, when I go too far back to the 90s. (laughs) Dude, that's so 90s, man. You (laughs) know, i like, like, really, dude? I mean, this is the foundation of why we're listening to what we're listening to now. True and believe. I mean, these people are influenced by something or some place in time that brings them to the current Situation where they're in right now, creating. So, where I'm at right now is I like DJ Crush. You were talking about Korean. He's a Japanese DJ. Have yeah. you Heard him. Have
4: you... Um, there's a there's a Korean artist named Crush. So I don't know. If all right. About well, the same it's, it's it might
1: yeah. be, but he's Japanese. So you yeah. Korean, oh, yeah. he's Korean. Okay. he's Japanese. DJ so it's not the same. DJ Crush. He has some really great, uh, really just he still does have some really great current, uh, sounds. I mean, you talk about instrumentals. He's all about mm. that. He also has uh lyricists on there as well. Uh, moving forward, you know. Currently, I'm really into the Flatbush Zombies, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Big shout out to those cats. Uh, shoot, I'm into this guy named Connie Franco, La Maga. Yeah,
4: La Maga. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> Both. Those are, those are kind of my, my biased opinions because I'm seeing these guys grow from the ground up. And I know mm-hmm. them as individuals. I know them, uh, you know, as uh, you know, hard workers when it comes to their craft.
2: But regardless even if you don't know these cats they're shit bags. Yeah, I'm telling you man I'm does. telling you it's really
1: and you wouldn't even know
2: they
4: that came La from Mata the group That album
1: though Oh it's coming I mean
4: it's it's probably one of the most raw and speaking of like Connie is probably one of the most intentional people when he speaks that's it's a huge inspiration to to work and be around him as well he's one of the best people when it comes to like conceptualizing a project um he's very very I first time i actually met him was at his album listening party and um
0: he was so intense
4: yes it was it was great and listening it was probably one of the most amazing things that you would not expect to experience in omaha nebraska It's one of those things that happens in like la or new york or whatever but it was awesome that they that these guys put this together and um just seeing seeing his music, you know, affect everybody in a different way in that intimate setting was awesome. So I, I'm really excited for him to release that. And that
0: album made me wish I spoke Spanish <laughs> less than Paquito Espanol. <laughs> <laughs> no, and,
1: and with that being said, it doesn't even have that much in there, but some of the actual uh-huh. uh, the vibe, obviously, it was recorded uh-huh. in Mexico uh, Connie went down there to record with MS, thank you very much, That's an MS, like I got multiple sclerosis, you know, uh, or Miss, or Miss Grimm's, Miss Grimm's, right, no, SM Grimm's, uh, shout out to SM Grimm's, and then, uh, the producer of the album, a lot of great tracks on there, uh, Connie took time out to go down there to record the album, and it just has that really, really, Literally grimy feel mm-hmm. of whatever situation those guys were in when they were recording it, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of it being in uh, Essen's house and you know recording it one day and then going to the beach the next day or going down to the the barrios. The barrios in Mexico, yeah, they do. Oh ours. yeah, yeah, right. Oh, the, yeah. yeah, okay. I didn't know if I was just saying New York style or whatever, but that's where the term comes from. That's right. I know. <laughs> See, it's the black guy talking here. <clears throat> the Brazilian guy set me straight, man. By the way, can we go down to the Olympics or what, dude? You guys. You're Brazilian. For me? I am. I'm sorry. Oh, Here's you it just heard that. Itch. You're Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's like,
0: I have an in. <laughs> but
1: yes, we need to go down and... Uh, it was not announced earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it was not announced earlier, yes. Uh, we need to get a spot, though, for sure, man. I've been eyeballing that. I'm like, oh, who do I know who's in Brazil?
2: Oh. Well, I mean, a lot of people are eyeballing Brazilians. So. Yeah, right, right. Now, on a different On level, a real though, note, though, I went down for World Cup um, nine nice. and a half ago. And I will say, going down during these big events is not the time to go. It's a lot of foreigners, it's a lot of international stuff going on. It's not Brazil for Brazil. So So if you want to go down there and you want to hear Portuguese, you want to see the locals, you want to see how people dance, the real booty shaking, you go down on a normal. Well,
4: the whole party thing that everybody's mentioning now about you totally makes sense now that I know that you're Brazilian. (sighs) Yeah,
0: it's not that Jack parties a lot. It's that he when he chooses the correct Mm -hmm. ones Mm -hmm. and they're a great time. It's like it's like myself. Yeah. I'm not trying to hit it every single week, but when I want to have a great time. I want it to be great. Mm
2: -hmm. That's exactly right. Hey,
0: you're investing in an evening of your life. What is Jack Harvey listening to to get pumped up to uh, get in the zone to make these sales?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, I honestly blast my music from sunup to sundown and it really doesn't matter what I'm playing. I play a lot of radio. I got a lot of respect for Omaha's radio. You know, I play all the different stations too. It could be 106.9, 99.9. You know, 105.9. And I'm going right now from hip-hop to oldies to classic rock. And then I'll throw in some pop in there, some 94. one. You know what I mean? I got nothing against pop music. That shit's fun, too. It's just basically, I like to listen to music in a way that it transforms my emotion without me having to think too much mm-hmm. about it. You know, I'm, I'm more in, like, the state of, like, happiness or I'm going to get shit done. So the song can almost help me determine how I feel at that moment. I, I turn mean, something yeah. on that's aggressive, I'm going to go kill this sale. I turn something on that's relaxing, I'm like, hey, buddy, we're going down there, we're going <laughs> to sell that house. You know I, mean? <laughs> I turn on, you know what I mean? I, sometimes I listen to the Mexican radio, you know? And it's like, it's it's. I just really like to just, just split it all up. And then I listen to Pandora. Um, I love listening to music that is just aggressive i would say more than anything music that is just like go out and do something or do this or is truly feeling an emotion like today i was um shit i can't remember who the band was do you guys remember that song when we were kids i wish you would step back from that. oh yeah that's uh third eye blind yep yeah That song came on, and I was like, I listened to this when I was 13. My dad slapped my face, and he said, Jack, you know this song's about suicide? And I said, no. I was smiling, and I was like, I love this song, Dad. he said, that's about suicide. It's about a burial shroud. You don't hear these lyrics? And I realized at that time, I don't give a shit about the lyrics all the time. No offense to what you were saying earlier. I just don't care all the time. It's an emotion. It's a feeling. You know what I mean? And I'm going to put whatever I'm doing or how I'm feeling to it. So it's not necessarily, I don't know, I guess I'm just always doing my own thing and what's happening around me is just, it's just extra sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I love music. Everything I do is music. So if I'm, I'm sitting there writing contracts, I'm writing a contract, Listening to like shake that ass, you know what I mean? And it doesn't matter. I'm focusing on
0: what I'm doing, but the music, it's that heartbeat, it's that rhythm. It's what keeps me rolling all the time. So I have another question, transitioning from marketing into real estate, what made you decide to do that? Well, I uh, decided,
2: and I hope nobody gets offended by me saying this, but I decided that I didn't want to have employees anymore, people to look after. Um, it's really difficult um, having employees, I will say that. you know, It's one thing when people are willing to work and everybody's working towards the same goal and everybody's satisfied and yada, yada, yada. It's another thing when you just start a business and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're just looking around trying to figure it out. Now, we had a lot of success, okay? We hired a lot of great people. I had to fire some of my best friends, okay? Mm-hmm. So I had to deal with some real situations. I lost friends over business, which is something you should never do. And so it was a lot of different situations like that. And then some things I can't talk about that happened, you know, that it, they were just driving factors. I mean, I was living, breathing, and dying in that place. My very first studio, which is actually the reason that Make Believe has this studio, was two doors down right here. And I actually lived in the basement of that for the first year that we had it so that I could save money on rent, and put every dime that I was making back into the company. With the spiders. I was living with the
0: spiders, there were snakes, there was all sorts of shit down there. You know, a lot of times, calf what gets me, and I love it when I, particularly here, I have a lot of friends that work in corporate America. And you're like, man, it'd be so cool to have your own business. You get to like work out during the day. I'm like, yeah, and you know what else? The difference is like from six at night to when you get up the next day and you get to the office, you don't think a whole lot about work. Like there's a lot of times that I may work out during the day, but then I'm also taking client calls until, you know, who knows at night. Uh, And then, I mean, how do you think these podcasts get edited? How do you think I do my marketing? Like that's not, there's nobody else doing that for me. I mean, it's a, you make a lot of sacrifices being an entrepreneur, starting your own business. I know with me kind of like looking at two or three new other ventures, I'm like, man, you know, I know there's a lot of opportunity out there for me, but I'm also like, <laughs> I've got a wife and these two girls where are the hours going to fit in. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, you know. Well, so that's what I like
2: about real estate. You I know, applaud you perfect. That. It was a perfect fit for me transferring out of running my own business for three and a half years, you know, which I started from the ground up with $2,000. Going from that, having four employees making 30 to 50,000 a month for the business, not me. Um, and then having this great space downtown, going from that to just having to focus on myself and my clients. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was huge for me. I was, it was hard for me to be responsible for all these people when I was still trying to figure myself out. I mean, let's be real here. I was young at the time. I started that business when I was 21. Um, That
4: is my age now.
2: There you go. (laughs) And so, I mean, that being said, I'm 27 now. It's been three years since I had that business, two and a half or so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I went into contracting right afterwards and then went into real estate. And I mean, it's been a great transfer. I I love real estate because I can drive around. I can meet people. I can talk to people. There's nobody I can't help. Anybody that needs a place to live, I can help. Whether it's helping them find a place to rent, find a place to buy. You know, I I do give out free advice. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean I'm going to work for somebody for free, but I will help somebody out for free. You know, and it, it feels good knowing that I'm knowledgeable in, in, in something that everybody can use and needs.
0: Do you still get people hitting you up about doing marketing stuff? Every day. Really? Every single day, yeah. Like what? What's your what's your what's their main go-to for Jack Harvey looking in to bring him back? Because, I mean, you had the marketing game as far as the, like, non-national um, company here in Omaha, kind of like on lock, right?
2: Well, and I, I did a couple national brands, too. I worked with some really big hitters, but m- mainly I worked with a lot of local entrepreneurs, people like yourself um logos is what i did mainly i would say we were we were a very hands-on graphic design firm so we were building everything from scratch we drew everything on paper before taking it to computer we never started on the computer that was a big fundamental of that company was that we are a ground-up operation and we understand that real art happens when pencil hits paper when thoughts are had and stuff like that we would have true conversations with our clients our clients would sometimes be in our office till three four in the morning you know what i mean working with us no joke and, uh, you know, so we did we did a lot of graphic design as far as, like, um, animations. We did logos. We did photography. I mean, you you kind of name it, we did it. And all of that started because I started putting logos on T-shirts. Okay, that was my very first thing. I, I had a screen printing company.
0: I did not know that. When yeah. was that?
2: Um, that was a long time back. I started doing that when I was in California. And I started a, uh, a little brand called 420 Clothing Company. <laughs> Um, 420 company, and uh, that actually blew up pretty big in Omaha and regionally. and I made its way into a few different music videos, which was pretty neat. Um, it was pretty cool one time to go to LinkedIn, one time, and an entire party of kids that I didn't know were wearing my shirt. And then somebody announced that I was the owner of that clothing company, and I just partied for free all night. Pretty mm-hmm. much I did whatever I wanted.
0: So, uh, did you like sell that company or just go away from it? Did it no, out? you know, I, I
2: matured out a little bit. I realized that I didn't want to be associated with the 420 you know mm-hmm. it was it was fun i had long hair at the time i was surfing i was living that lifestyle you know i i, I did a couple of things in california associated with that too you know nothing illegal medically related of course and so i was very involved in that field and i mean i i'm only comfortable to say that now because our next door neighbor has now legalized it recreationally it's only a matter of time before it's legalized recreationally for everybody it's no longer Iowa recreationally huh? colorado oh excuse me yes yeah. uh, next door neighbor yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <He's> like iowa <laughs> No, I guess our catty corner neighbor yeah. <laughs> no, on the other side there. But I mean, so now that it's come to that point and everybody's popping out of the woodwork saying, hey, it's not that bad. President Obama said he smoked. Everybody smoked. You know, it's really about what you can actually do, because that's something that only you are going to let hold you back at right. this point. So you, got, you drink, you smoke, you do whatever you want to do. But what are you getting done? All right. All right. So it doesn't matter anymore. I have no problem talking about it in that sense. Um, I will
0: tell you, I have a friend that's an entrepreneur back from Alabama. And when Colorado legalized it, he opened several Colorado. I'm Steaming <laughs> <laughs> He opened several Colorado-based businesses around that. And I was like, wow. I think he actually does like a um, party bus in Denver that' pretty expensive. And it's like a five-course di- uh, dinner that is cannabis-based. And it's on like the wow. top of certain food you eat actually makes you hungrier. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was like, wow, you know, it's interesting that he saw that as, you know, such an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial op- opportunity. And then another interesting thing is, a uh, while back, actually had somebody approach me if I was interested in purchasing land in Iowa because they um, thought that Iowa was going to pass recreational use. And when they did, they wanted to be able to have the land there put um, growing growing facilities on it. And, I mean, that's not something that really I'm interested in. But I thought it was interesting that, you know, pretty serious uh, Omaha players are looking, you know, at that. And then back home, some pretty serious players that own some. Well yeah, I mean huge companies in Birmingham. I know
2: people who have moved to California, who have moved to the East Coast, who've moved to medical states, recreational states. They've started stores, they started to grow operations. I got friends living off the grid and they're illegal. They have cops who are their best friends in the towns they live in that smoke the pot they grow. Okay? This is what's happening now in America. I mean this is it's a whole different ball game, you know what I mean? But I would say also at the same time, because of the potency and the popularity of it, it's kind of fallen back into a subculture where I felt like everybody was kind of doing it now it's kind of like some people do it and that's cool for them but it's not the cool thing to do anymore it's just kind of expected it's regular you know
1: what do you say about that,
2: Guillaume?
4: I don't know. And maybe when it was well, legalized like people it, were kind it, of when growing it wasn't up. Out of that. Mm-hmm.
2: When it wasn't legal, it was part of main culture. It was it wasn't as underground as you might think something mm-hmm. that was illegal should be. Yeah. Which is weird. But now that it's become so accepted, it's people are making the choice not to do it because it's not cool. Yeah, but my thing well, is like what are those people yeah.
0: choosing? Because like I feel like everybody that I run into that's like five, seven years uh younger than me, they're like all about the like peel culture. Yeah, the Molly. They're all about the Molly. God, the and I'm like, drugs, come the on. Cocaine. So yeah. interesting story. Uh, I've had two clients that were in pretty large sales positions in the past. They came to me and they were like, "Hey, I'm doing this and I'm doing this," um, and you know, I'm like, really not seeing good results at my job for the like w- entire week after that. But, but it doesn't make sense because I've looked up and I was like, "Well, why don't we just not do these particular?" party drugs and let's see what uh, type alexia, of nu- what right. type of numbers you put up and they were completely surprised and i was like yeah i was like you know everything has a cost like please start paying attention and, you know i know there's gonna be a lot of listeners that are like oh i can't believe they thought that but i mean this age group that's kind of coming out of college now that you know has grown up with this youtube
2: anti-facebook age group i mean these kids are against social media it's it's wild.
0: But they're not telling you what they're not against is text messaging. No, because these guys can. A lot of these guys coming out of college are like really popular. People can't like approach a girl, much less any person. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's hard to have a sales job if you can't talk to people. And I mean, it's almost like uh, job security for me in my field because it's like, oh, you've got to teach me how to do this, and it has to be you know before I get fired because I can't you know hit my quota.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of crazy. People are scared of interactions a lot more than they used to be you know um it's funny like you'll call a friend and they'll be why didn't you just text me and it's like well wait a minute i actually <laughs> wanted to talk to you right yeah. just need a, a two-word answer i right. wanted more than yes or no yeah you and if, know?
0: Well, something's interesting for me is i have a lot of friends you know back in alabama and one of the ways that you know we kind of kick it is on xbox because mm-hmm. it's like You know, it's the four of us. We're having a great conversation. It's almost just you know, yeah, almost like we're back there, you know, in person. And you know, sometimes I might even be just like watching Netflix on Xbox, but like I've, I mean, I'm like talking to them because you know, catching up, seeing how their life's going. And I'm like, wow, you know, that that was incredibly refreshing. And you know, I mean, when that happens, it's one of the highlights of my week. And I'm like, whoa, we're not even in person, but you know, it feels so refreshing to talk to those yeah, so individuals. Real. Yeah, for real.
4: In a sense, I mean, that kind of, there's a sort of laziness about, and no, no disrespect to anybody, there's just sort of laziness about um, the whole culture with friends, relationships, texting or anything, just as I was telling you guys about why the porn industry seems so big, because people, it's, it's something that they can do comfortably and, you know, maybe they're not they might not be, like, as comfortable um, in talking to somebody in real in real life or, um, you know, like, translating that fantasy or whatever into, you know, something tangible. And and like, texting or um, even Tinder or any of that kind of stuff, there's so much more of an easier out. I mean, even me, I'm guilty of it, of, like, I'd rather text a guy before I go out and meet him and then be like... I just wasted like a half hour or however long of my life in this awkward situation.
0: Wow. Then call and deal with them
4: back to back like that. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like those
0: awkward situations are what make you. You're like a strong person.
4: Absolutely. I, I don't agree with it. I think it's stupid, but I still do it sometimes. So just like everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, everybody's and goes, guilty of it. That
1: goes back to the point where you need to be uncomfortable in life to be mm-hmm. somewhat, if not fully successful in whatever your journey is going to be. You have to be purposeful, right? Mm-hmm. So to do things that everybody else is doing... It just makes you mediocre. It's because well, we're, we're I an mean,
4: instant gratification system. Right. Microwave. We, we are. We, the new, I include myself you include in that. this. I mean, but we, and, exactly. and, some,
1: and some other folks a little bit uh, mature than you are, are the same way as well. But, you know, those others that fall outside that range, you know, where um, Jack was saying, oh... When Pete was talking about he does a uh, relationship coaching, dating coaching, you know, Jack's like, "Oh, dude, hey, don't include me in that. I never, you never coached me on that because he never needed that type of advice from a man, from another male or woman. I might or, need that advice. <laughs> you, don't might need, you, you might, slayed, you, might, you, need, you, might need, you might need to keep them, you know, for a longevity type of. I don't even think you need that, man." I mean, I know you've had some pretty strong relationships at certain points. I you have know. Had some very lengthy and good yeah. relationships. You have, relationships, you have, I'm man. It, but but yeah. I mean, you're still young, too, dude. I mean, you're just now 27. I knew you when you were uh, the 21, 22 age. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, you, so you've yeah, come yeah. a long way. Uh, and you built a lot of things, and you tore a lot of things down, and you rebuilt things from this point as well. You know, I've
2: been in three relationships that were over, over a year and a half since I've Oh my Whoa. goodness! Wow! Oh my goodness!
1: Wow. That's so crazy, man. And I've been in one that was like roughly almost 15 years long. Only but two of them. To kill me, <laughs> wow. so. Right. Right. But and then, but then I got back into a relationship. You know, it lasted a month, and I was awesome for a second and then I realized well damn you know I realized that you know this person needed me to be a priority or needed me to have them as a priority somewhere in my life and I just
0: mm, I think you're judging yourself too hard on this scenario we're not gonna go into it real hard right now all right but I mean that's a that's an entire other podcast that's right Nate. and that's <laughs> the something you have to tune in for next time right but um yeah I mean I feel like if we went into that, that would yeah. be, be a long discussion. But I think you're judging yourself way too hard personally. Uh,
1: I mean, when I get to where I need to go, then I'll open out that, that Well, home. and we all
2: judge ourselves way too hard. Let's be let's be for real. For sure. Hard. Everybody does. Yeah. You know? It's like,
1: uh, I uh, when
2: I'm doing professional photos for somebody and taking a picture of somebody for their website, I'll take 300 photos and 299.9 of them suck. Yeah. And I'm like, exactly. hey these photos don't suck. Well, look at me right here. Look at this hair follicle that is just misplaced by a quarter of a centimeter. I can't have that. Like My lip on the right side is not evenly balanced with the left side. And it's like, no, that's your face. And these unique features that you have are why people recognize you. And like,
0: you need to be okay with that. People need to be happy with that. So before you got here, we had a pretty interesting conversation about the prevalence of uh, plastic surgery in our society, particularly with Caucasian females. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Elliot and I were talking about it because. Um, it's interesting for,
2: to hear you guys say that because I, um, well, she can't hear this. She's in Brazil with no podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, recently got out of a relationship with a girl um, based out of narcissism. Brazil happens to be the most narcissistic country in the world with the most plastic surgeons. Per capita in the world really it, Wow. well Rio de Janeiro specifically when I say that it is well known as the plastic surgery capital of the world it's where everybody goes to get stuff done I mean these people down there live and die by how they look it's kind of scary you know people always talk about beautiful Brazilians well it's like when you're not a beautiful Brazilian you're willing to pay every dime you've got to be considered one of them and it's insane people literally have self-worth based on that Americans are doing it now too And it's interesting to see everybody blowing their lips up and everybody cutting their chins down and and doing just all these different things, getting bigger tits, you know what I mean? Shrinking their boobs so that it's the right shape, you know? There's all these different things going on. We had like the nip-tuck culture here in the past where like all this different stuff is gone. But I'm also seeing natural is beautiful coming back now. I'm finding that to be a lot more popular nowadays. And it's really refreshing. I will tell you it's not in the South. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <It's not. laughs> well, hey, man, it's uh-huh. it's definitely in the Midwest well, to certain places yeah. you go. You as a man, would you guys agree with this? When you're younger, you're like, I want this girl that's like this, like
1: magazine. Yes, what I've seen. And then as yes. you
2: get older, you're like, wow, thick is good. Thick has always like, been good. Where the hell you been, man? Well, like, I,
1: <laughs> but that's just you. You, well, just, you I mean, bazillion. I've noticed
2: it amongst my friends too. You know, you get a little bit older, and it's like, and it's not you consciously thinking thick is good. It's because that woman's going to have an easier time having your baby. And you're naturally realizing that. Like, it's in your subconscious.
1: It's not even that. It's just how that person carries themselves as well, you know? But I Uh, really
2: think it comes down to evolution, too. Because mm, as people get older, they are happier with other people who are not this little tiny skin. I mean,
1: imperfection is what makes us human. You know what I'm saying? If we are not, then we're attached to some type of ungodly system. I always think about that movie Kingpin. Uh, And he looks at that woman and he says... She couldn't have
2: more than four or five kids. <laughs> it's interesting because the supermodel shit, like that's out now. But look what's, what's... I
4: think there's stipulations to it though. Okay. Everybody everybody talks everybody talks about natural beauty. But you know, if some girl's drawn on her eyebrows and washes off her makeup and they're like, ooh, damn, okay, well, she should not be natural. <laughs> right. and, and there's always stipulations to it. I think, you know, it's great. If you're size two naturally. And you feel comfortable? Rock that! Like seriously, like you are beautiful just that way. I think people are obsessed with now that the fat is big hips or whatever that they're trying to get that. Too. And like, be healthy, Skinny be ha- happy, enough. and confident, yeah. and comfortable in you know secure in who you are because everybody else is everybody's
2: constantly insecure. That's sexy. the most sexy. Is like confident. It, I I've been in rooms before where there's a girl that everyone's like, oh, she's so pretty, and then another woman walks in, and there's just the way she holds herself, yeah, yes, just like, mm-hmm. damn, that's, that's like, the. That's
0: I think why. that was why I was like most attracted to Mary Catherine. I mean, she's like very good looking, but also holds herself in a way that I was just like, who is this person?
4: <laughs> I, mm-hmm. must,
0: I must know her. That yes. was
4: good. See, you questioned who she was as a person and not just the way she looked. I mean, at that
0: point in time. I five to good job. Well, oh. I mean, at that, at that point in time. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to get, date a lot of people to get to that point where I wasn't just enamored by kind of fake beauty and fake people. At that point in my time, life I was really attracted to like a lot of different type of girls you know ones that were ones that were really had a lot going for them I don't mean like scholastically I mean that were just interesting you know they had interest that were more than just going out and partying you know like I liked girls that had jobs and had things to do on the weekend and were driven and first time I saw Mary Catherine, I was like, "Wow! Like I'm really attracted to her because she's attractive. But you know, she also kind of held herself in a way that wasn't like, "I need a guy to show me a um, good time a t- attention." No yeah. attention. Yeah. I, yeah. Good yeah. time. Yes. A she need time. a guy to show her a good time. Yeah. She's gonna attention. have a good time without a guy. Yeah. Exactly. She's,
2: she's gonna be her 24 seven. And I think it
1: goes back to uh, I believe you were saying, Keanu, about the age. You were saying something about the age. About the age of a man, or how you get mature in life. Oh, how that was I, Jack. I, I, uh, yeah, okay. So I mean, so I mean, for sure. I mean, Anderson mm-hmm. Pack. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that one song you played that in your car that one day we were in there, uh, Kiani.
4: Link up and sway, EP. Yeah, word. I mean, what he say? He's like,
1: you know, you know, young brothers wonder how I got a chick this fine. You know what I'm saying? Well, you haven't put that. You don't. You haven't lived long enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To have somebody like this. Yeah, with that's
0: you. like my life. You know, like I'm. I'm thirty six years
1: old, and when I get a female. Who's universally attractive and everybody wants her? I'm like, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I see past all that crap. I mean, yes, she's attractive, like you said about your wife, but I'm looking for something a little more deeper than that. Yeah. And she just happens to fulfill that for me. And so, for you not to have lived long enough, you're looking for that just that top layer. It's a four layer of cake, bro. You're looking at that top layer right there. I'm
0: just saying, right now, with. I'm going back to my dating clients again. It doesn't take much for some of these guys out here, not just my dating clients, but just people that, I mean, even if I'm like speaking to some guys or, I mean, even women, and I'm not going to go too hard into the female side of the dating game because they Things, some of the things that they're attracted to are pretty, you know, on the surface as well. God, it's like, I'm not good. <laughs> no way. Yeah, <laughs> not possible. <laughs> but not um, me, Paige. No. That, that being said, you know, like, you know, with things like Victoria's Secret, who you know, now has a bra that like, adds two cup sizes to everybody. And then everybody like... That's what <laughs> happened.
2: I was like, where are all these big tits going? Yeah. And then, <laughs> this is incredible. And then...
0: Uh, Thanks, yeah, world. And, you, and then things like, uh, you know, like what's it called, like facial contouring? Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Contouring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, y- these people don't even look like this. And so like, you're getting... when well, these apps even, when people are posting, it's right, like incredible. Sure. You're like, that's the girl I met at the bar? She just had me on Facebook
2: and she's a model? And then you meet her again and you're like, that's not her. And then right. you see her on Facebook, Again, and then meet her again and you're like what
0: is going on wow mm-hmm. that's a good problem like, to it's, have it's, I guess I'm not sure mm-hmm. <laughs> hashtag no filter no filter no filter, no filter. But um, I must need to get step my filter game up then. If that, I gotta get somebody to show me how to use that. <laughs> <laughs> that way you can look proper next to yeah. the <laughs> I'm like, what? let me edit this real quick. Hold on, man. I know, right? People are like, oh, look at Paige's chin. It's so chiseled. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. I need that app. Get
1: that clip from. I don't
0: know. But awesome. But um, so Jack, man, um, Keani, man, thank you guys for uh for sure, coming Thanks. out. Well, yeah, this wives. was a great podcast. You guys blessed us, Keanu, I, th- I feel like you're gonna be around. Are you gonna be on? The, are you are you gonna be on here all? Often or are we going to be able to...
4: I, you know, I'm not sure. I guess we will see in the future. <laughs> you're, you're
0: interning. So I mean... What's... Yeah, you'll see me yes, around. Her yeah, see me yes. Her boss says yes, she will be around more often. And, and Jack, man, again, give us your number. So if the people Please, if the Jack. people want to get with you directly. Bless us.
2: Okay. So my phone number is 402-681-1716. Anytime you need to buy a house, you're considering moving to Omaha. You already live in Omaha and you're looking to upgrade. You want a smaller space maybe. I do condos, I do houses, I do lakefront homes. So whatever it is that you need, I can't help you with that. If it has a for sale sign in front, I will show you that house. I'll make it work. So go ahead and give me a call or visit my website, jackharveyhomes.com and we'll get something started for you. Start your new future.
0: And and I'm telling you this right now, if Jack lists your house, it's gonna be blowed up on Snapchat.
2: <laughs> oh, there's a good chance of that. And there's also a good chance it's gonna sell within 48 hours.
0: For awesome. top dollar. I've broken so, two
2: neighborhood records this year, so. And
0: Keani, Um, Tell us, you know, like, what are you putting out right now that the people can get a hold of?
4: Um, You know what? I am in the baby stages of all of this. So you can, um, I suppose you can just follow me on on Twitter, Instagram, and um, Facebook. You can add me, Kiani Coromina, or my social media handle is going to be C-H-U-N underscore K-E-I-I. And that is, yes, a street fighter joke. Chunky. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, snap. You know Street You play? I do.
4: I'm a huge nerd. Oh. I comic books, anime, video oh. games, and all that shit. What games? What she games? I'm, a, I'm, I'm really into, like, original PlayStation games, like oh Yaiba goodness. Ninja Gaiden. Oh, my goodness. Um, I play, I well, like- I play, like, I like Halo on Xbox. Other than that, new, you got the new... I don't I don't have it yet. I still have an Xbox three sixty.
0: That's so. cool, yeah.
4: Yeah, but I I'm currently building my um my, uh, building back up my original PlayStation portfolio game.
0: So What's I was a, a huge. Spyro,
4: Crash Bandicoot, See, I got rid of all Tekken. I'm back on N64. <laughs> that's oh, that's show. the next Star one. Box. That's a good one. Spiro, Spiro, Spyro. Goldeneye. Kart, Goldeneye.
0: Shout out to Eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spyro is my wife's favorite game of all time. It's a great and game. And she'll be like, why can't we download it on the Xbox One? And I'm like, maybe one day. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day it'll be available. But yeah, yeah, because well, they've they got I a new one coming out on
4: PlayStation Four. Oh, shout out to PlayStation Four. Yeah, man,
0: play for PlayStation for sure. <laughs> but this, man. of course, I'm has trying been. to get
4: endorsed by PlayStation. <laughs> right. Where
1: are you gonna be at this uh, <laughs> be upcoming out. week or in the weeks to come, Pete? Hey, tell us something.
0: Man, I got a lot of stuff going on. Actually, no speaking engagements in this next upcoming week. But uh, of course, working with clients as always. I'm going to be. I want to say. Th- at a wine tasting next Thursday. June okay. na- is it June 18th? I believe it is. Like June, 18th, June 18th I'm going to be at a uh, wine tasting. Actually, this will probably air after that. I'm going to be at is it uh, the Defy
4: Divide Gravity Puluza. That's not yeah. until
0: no, July we 3rd. You got World Series yeah.
2: got Omaha Design mm-hmm. Center. Yeah, so let's hold
1: up on that then. Let's go to that part because then I can talk about that and you can talk about the Defy a little bit, uh, Palooza, NBR Cruise. there yeah. as well. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: I've been hearing about this man killing it at a little place called Mula every Sunday. Oh. Sh- hats out to hey. Mula, man. Hey. man. That's what my people, man. That's my people right Everybody there Everybody says Sunday's Omaha party is Mula.
1: It is Mula, man, for some, sure. Yeah. For sure. Myself, uh, you know, Kethro going down there, rock. Doja mm-hmm. Rock, you know, Shark Week, Soft yep. Hail DJ out there
4: gauntlet
1: all day man uh, the crew's out there all the time uh, we rotate on those Sundays and Moolah's been really making it happen uh, and shout out for them being the first one to start that out uh, the tavern's has been be picking up uh, not where they left off because that's still happening at Moolah uh, tavern's gonna do some of their own stuff down the old market as well so I'm gonna help kick off that first brunch as well uh, again, it's during CWS, and then later on that week, or the, yeah, the following week, excuse me, the 28th and 29th, I'll be at Slowdown, both those nights uh, from 9 to 1 a.m. spinning uh, between uh, some of the... Uh innings and, and
2: just because it's nighttime doesn't mean you can't drink champagne and orange juice hell you know what i mean yeah. so go hell check them yeah.
1: out hell yeah for sure man and then also we have uh Ripstock coming up july 2nd i'm really jumping far ahead on that one definitely gonna come out there that's gonna be the millard area uh gonna be the parking lot of uh super saver man uh we got roughly roughly five to six thousand people gonna be there i'm gonna hosting that event from 1 p.m to 11 p.m oh, 11 a.m excuse me <laughs> no 11 p.m my bad Going all nice rave, man. It was ribs. That's well, I was about to say, dude, that's some seri- <laughs> that's that's serious, serious,
0: serious rib eating. Serious <laughs> yeah. rib eating. I'll talk about
1: bitch. that. I'll talk about Ribstock next podcast. Again, I'm hosting that. We have live bands. Uh, we have stuff for the kids to do. Uh, we have wine tasting. We have uh, craft beer out there. And then obviously, ribs. Uh, a lot of competitive rib vendors will be out there. It's all going towards a great cost. Uh, again, we'll have fireworks for everybody to enjoy also in the uh, dusk hour. So, again, Ribstock, July 2nd. I'll talk more about that next time.
0: And then on the 3rd and the 4th, I mean, I think you and I are going to be hitting little 4th of July party. We
1: will. We will. A, we will. The,
0: a very serious 4th of July party. You guys, we've talked about it before on the podcast yeah. with the recon marines. You gotta come. But or, there's, or you might be doing something in Brazil. Ma- there's so marines I'm, from I've all... i some big plans, but no, I want to hear about this. Okay. Ma- okay. Marines from all over the country show up to this one particular uh, lake party, and nobody celebrates the 4th of July like a bunch of recom raids. I went last year. I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, what's that? Gingerco. It is not there. Nah. <laughs> uh, well, I, right. I'll probably I'll probably pop in. You better stop. Over there though. For sure. Yeah. For Ten sure. Ten thousand
2: people embark upon that pond. I'll be right in the middle. So I'll be on a pontoon halfway up a pole.
0: I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't think they let me and you own pontoons together anymore after. The, re- wreck the, <laughs> the wreck on the bridge the
2: wreck on the bridge that yeah. dent is still on that bridge i yeah. drove by it the and other day let,
0: i just want to say uh neither know. jack nor i were driving no we weren't we're we're <laughs> we were distracting we were, yeah. <laughs> uh but good times um uh, and then what is it defy i don't even yeah know. actually
1: actually that's prior because that's gonna be on the third so that's got two like two big defy yeah. coming up this yeah there's one, yeah, yeah, one coming up really exciting. soon and then the defy the, the one at funplex uh NBR, we actually have our own spot, our own showcase is going to be happening there, Make Believe Recordings. Uh, Live DJs, podcast from there, I hear. Our DJs and our artists are going to be out there. And yes, uh, the black guy and the white guy that walk in the studio are going to be actually walking into that pool party, that big one, and doing our broadcast from there as well.
0: So, so if you want to hear from all the Make Believe artists, random people that are out there at the defy uh, aquapalooza
2: shout out to bobby and james for putting that on every year just keeping omaha going seriously they they deserve a hand bobby and james have been doing their defy gravity thing for years bobby even moved away to colorado flies back just to throw
0: these events i mean that guy kicks ass yeah i mean that's why we have this podcast because people have to know about it because we have stuff going on here people don't when i originally moved here i was like man nothing happens in here so Omaha, and then quickly did I figure out that oh, that true. was a case. Like
2: what she was saying earlier. This mm-hmm. is something you only think would happen in L.A. I see break dancers in Omaha. I'm seeing rappers. You know, you got Black Johnny Quest played a song, a cover of Jay-Z here at the Century Berkshire. At yeah. the Berkshire meeting. And everyone heard Omaha come into the song and said, wait, that's not Jay-Z? Yeah, that's a local rapper who just said that. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's incredible. This Black Johnny Quest is, is supposed to be
0: on the uh, podcast, but he keeps blowing us off. He's a busy man. you will be
1: on. Don't worry. He's a very busy man. He He'll He'll money. He'll come on you. No worries. Uh-oh. And he's really married.
4: If you flakes. want to get him here,
2: <laughs> you just need to dress up like the immigration unit. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come down real
0: quick. And I can say that because I'm brown, so fuck it. <laughs> All right, but man. this has been a fun episode black sure. guy and a white guy walk in the studio please subscribe to us on SoundCloud subscribe to us on iTunes if you like what you hear share with your friends please support our sponsors if you want to sponsor the podcast if you want to have a uh advertisement put on the podcast we can work it in we can work something in and on our social media we're huge with our digital marketing as you guys probably seen you may have be listening to this podcast right now because you saw a facebook ad we include our sponsors on all that stuff so you're getting double triple the value when you spend money with us hit us up black guy white guy in the studio at gmail.com or you can hit me up personally that's pate p-a-t-e at positivechangeusa.com. You know. If you want to have me come speak at one of your events, you need me to come, you know, work with your sales group. That's something that I've been doing a lot now, working with people all over the country. Um, and I know you all over the country is listening because I see our analytics. If you need Elliot for a DJ, we've got into that in the past on how he's, you know, Omaha wedding groups DJ. You know, if you're having a wedding in and around the area and you don't have Elliot, please let it be because you tried to get him and he's booked out because i see what these corporate dj's do and they're absolutely horrible. Jack, you ever go to a wedding, Keanu, you ever go to a wedding and you're like, man, this dj is absolutely horrible. Body Nobody plays
4: YMCA yeah, yeah. I've and... seen
2: I've seen dj's get kicked off and iPods take over. I've seen Yeah. yeah. yeah Actually, iPods take iPods over. Take over. By the way, I will say I have been to more than one party dj by Elliot. Not we just met when. at a party. This motherfucker I was hired by his mother how we met. He kills it, you know. Yeah, my mom hired him for, I don't know, birthday or graduation or something. And he calls me up two weeks before the party and says, you need to start floating me all the Brazilian jams because I want this party pumping.
1: Let's go back on that. His mother originally hired me before I met him. That's how we actually met. Uh, And that was for uh, your brother's graduation. And then the second one was for your mother's birthday party.
2: My ex girlfriend's hairdresser then became my mom's hairdresser, which was Elliot's then lady, now ex wife. Now ex-wife. And does my wife <laughs> hair. talk about my brother's <laughs> cousins,
1: <laughs> sisters? That's right, man. So yeah. I mean, but we've been. This is almost a decade ago. It seems like yeah, uh, it was say a seven long years time actually. So so, uh, nonetheless, uh, we still we still together. <laughs> me and Jack, not me, and my ex wife. So sad. No. But hey, you know what? It's all love. No worries about this. Uh, hey, you are now. You were now. You were. He was How would I say that Past tense He was
0: He was, that's, that's he, was fine, he was, he was yeah, It's fine I don't know
1: Who cares You were listening to us as the black guy And the white guy Go into the studio Check us out next time Hey Peace love and happiness Always Do do <laughs> <laughs> This
3: has been The podcast of Omaha Nebraska Featuring Elliot W. Harris And Pete Smith This is it You've been listening To a black guy And a white guy Walked into the studio Transmission terminated Join us next time